0: Happy Monday. Uh, we're going to continue the week of awesome right here with Jebbo Media on awesomepodcast.com. Awesome! Awesome. Awesome. Just tell people they're awesome and they awesome. 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 Did you have an awesome time? Did you drink awesome shooters and listen to awesome music and then just sit around and soak up each other's awesomeness? Awesome. 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 You're awesome. No, you're awesome. you are awesome. Sir, you are awesome Seriously Awesome 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 Everything is awesome Welcome to this week's edition of Everything is Awesome I am your host, Kev And this is the show where we sit down and talk to awesome people about awesome things uh, This week we have a couple guys for uh, our guests this week It's one of those special shows where we have uh, dual guests And, uh this is uh, this is one that was intriguing because normally we don't get too much on the um, businessy side of things when it comes to more creative areas. Uh, but because you know, my, me and uh, you guys that that listen to the show know Mike. He was an early guest uh, on on this podcast. Uh, we run our own little production company, so it intrigued me uh, when when they presented me with what they did and whatnot. So I wanted to talk to him. Please welcome. From and I apologize if I butcher any part of your names or your business name, but from Jbo Media, Paul Prince and Anderson. Looking for it in my notes, Bondo. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for being on.
1: Thanks, thanks for having us.
2: Yes,
0: yeah, me too. Sorry, just taking a drink there. Uh, it's what the old whistle. So, uh, who's who? Let's get that settled
2: so I'm Paul friends and I'm Anderson Bondo.
0: okay okay it's good the, the voices aren't too similar so I think we'll be good going forward <laughs> okay. so how are you guys doing
1: oh pretty good yeah,
0: where too. where are you guys uh, located at
2: okay, Montreal
1: Quebec yeah. Canada
0: oh that's right that's right I was yeah. you know and it's funny I was just discussing earlier with uh, my fiance who and I was like yeah I'm interviewing these guys from Canada and I I don't know how completely escaped my mind. That's uh, so, so uh, not the furthest guest we've had, but our first Canadian guests uh, oh, nice. on this show.
1: Okay. You got to represent for the country, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, how about so so uh, we go on wild tangents on this show? Uh, <laughs> so let's let's just start off with one before we get into anything. Okay. How about the um the the little Twitter campaign that that Canada uh not, I guess it wasn't Canada as a country, but as a people. Started to to uh, support America during our uh, our tough times with our election here. Did did you guys uh, uh, see that hit the the uh, World Wide web? It was um, America is already great or something like that?
2: Well, I didn't really watch uh, the news about that, but I I, I believe your Canadian always supported uh, the American government in somewhat, yeah.
1: Of course, like uh, my understand, like. The elections, like um, what can I say? What's what happening with the elections right now in the United States? A lot of people like scared or afraid of what's gonna happen. But we're all here to support.
0: Yeah, it's um well, it's it's funny because a, a buddy of mine pointed it out, and I think it's if I remember correctly, it's probably more of a Toronto-based company that um started it off. Okay. Uh, so may, maybe I don't know. See, I, to me, Canada is Canada. So again, you're, <laughs> forgive the ignorance when it comes to me talking about Canada, uh, which I love. I've been up to um the Toronto and and. Uh, Toronto like the Halifax area for work a few times in the past. Okay. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I've always enjoyed my time up there. It's, it's such a uh, beautiful country, at least all the parts that I've been to.
1: Yeah. You should come to Montreal one day. It's pretty cool here also.
0: Yeah. You know, it's um, the, the company I was doing work for, they were supposed to be sending me out that way. And then uh, they switched the project I was on. So I, I never made it out that, uh, I guess for me, West. Uh, you know, cause, cause I'm on the, I'm East coast just like, just with Toronto and stuff. So it's, uh, yeah, I, I live in Philadelphia. Oh, Philadelphia. Okay. Nice. Okay. That's yes, cool. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, the, um, yeah, it's, it's the, the American election, which, which is, uh, you know, we're about a week away from, from the actual election is for me, uh, I guess it's kind of a circus mm-hmm. is the way I put, I put it, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm I have faith that the uh, the American people will hopefully make the right decision, or at least not the wrong one. Yeah, I hope so, one. also,
1: huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're the neighbors, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, we're right here. <laughs> it's it's uh, I would say there's probably not many countries that that are like America and Canada or United States and Canada that are just so kind of intertwined,
1: yeah.
0: Um, Anyway, so let's uh, let's start with the, the your guys' origins, um, or, or let's let's start with Jebbo Media. What, what what exactly is Jebbo Media?
1: Well, like Jebbo Media is uh, like the name of the company is the name of us both of our last names because me it's Bando and Leo. Like his business name is Paul Prince, but his real name is Leopold Jundi.
0: Okay, and so then, I, I knew that I was. It's funny because I was talking to my fiance. I was like, "Yeah, it's Paul Prince." I was like, "That sounds such like a fake name." <laughs> <laughs> Not in a bad way. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's the alliteration of it is is it's it's a kind of a perfect stage name. Yeah, yeah.
2: it is. Huh? That's what I told him. Yeah, you gotta make it perfect, man. Huh? <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay so that the company name makes sense now yeah uh, and what is it that you guys do with jebo media
2: What? Well, so what we do we do a uh, music videos uh we film basically it's a multimedia a mm-hmm. uh, company that makes video photography for all type of media outlets exactly yeah
0: so now do you guys um are you guys on the creative end of it as well or are you yeah. mainly just like the back end we
2: we we mainly want to be producers, mm-hmm. but we're building a team right now, so we want to hire people, but we make movies too. We make movies, short movies, uh, fortunate movies. We make all type of production, everything that has uh, to do with, uh, with the videos. Mm-hmm. And we do commercials, all type of stuff. That's this, yeah. Yeah, because now we're
1: like we're really focusing on building um, building the team and also in on our, our name also because we're a young company who's just starting up. So we have to do the work and then try to go yeah. up and be producers.
0: Yeah. So so that's fascinating to me because I come from a world of, um, like, so, so the the parent company to this podcast is, yeah. is Crew Humor Studios, uh, nice. and and I call it a production company, but it really, I mean, it's in the loosest terms possible. We we have not done as much as you guys like the, the resumes can't even compare uh <laughs> with with jebo and crude humor studios but uh i come the whole reason me and my partner created it was because we liked the the creative aspect We're like okay let's just write and film and create our own stuff nice. because it's easier that way like we, we live in this great time where new media rules all yes. so I understand it from, like, that point of view, but you guys sound like like your your goal is producer. So where's the origin point in that? Like, where, at what point were you like, I want to not necessarily create as, a, as my focal point, but, like, produce other people's stuff?
1: Okay, I would say me, where it came from, is, like, me and Leo, where we met, is an, is at Chebis um, Institute in Montreal. Uh-huh. It's near Metro McGill, so shout out to everybody that goes there. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah. And pretty much what happened is when I came in an idea, me, I always wanted to be a director. You know, a lot of people, they go to film school, they want to always, everybody wants to be a director. Mm-hmm. And once I got in a class with my teacher, his name is Daniel Roy, and we he, he taught us a bit about the, more the producing part of filmmaking. And when I, I heard about that, I learned about, uh, a little bit about it, read about it, and I was like, it's pretty fascinating. It's just the what I like with producing is you can be everywhere by being nowhere at the same time. Like if I explain it, it'll be like let's say I can be in six different sets having six different um productions happening at the same time, and it can mm-hmm. still be someone else while taking care of everything yeah. when let's say when you're a director, you have to be at the same spot the same the whole day you know so yeah thats pretty much my
2: point
0: okay that's that is a fascinating aspect, so it's yeah. kind of like the best of both worlds yes, exactly. you know, exactly. in all the parts
2: yeah, yeah yeah basically yeah me myself like uh, I started writing like I um, before. And I started writing before I, wanted, I, I went to school. So that's why I, I, wanted, I, I wanted to make movies, all those stuff. But before everything, it started with a writing. I'm a writer at first. And then I've come, okay. you know what? I, I want to have my team. I want to build a team, stuff like that, to make the movies, to make the cast and stuff like that. So that's why I said, you know what? I should team up with Bondo because Bondo want to be a producer too. And that's when we came with the name.
0: Perfect. Now, what was um what's it like cuz for me, uh we we've at most done like some skits and sketches, some very short things okay. and then a lot of audio production. Uh-huh. Um and, and again, that's pretty easy because in the world of podcasting, it's it's nothing too fancy. Uh-huh. What's it like to and I don't know how what part of the creative process you're in with a music video, but what is what's it like being in that world of it's it's kind of music first that's telling a little story in, in about a three to seven minute window maybe
1: uh, about music me uh, personally i love music videos what i like about it is can be super creative without thinking too much like let's say in the movie everything has to make sense has to be chronological has to make sense what is seen before or after when the music videos really like when you can be really creative mm-hmm. and that's the part of um, let's say we worked with an artist um drew one of the artists in montreal and you were just thinking about some ideas to do for a story. But at the same time, what we, what we tried to do is we did a music video. At the same time, we put a story inside the music video. It's like a mini film with music. So it was pretty nice. Mm-hmm. So, like, the aspect of music video is, like, I, I feel like it's, you're more free. You can be more creative, more free, and be less afraid of, uh oh, this mm-hmm. shot is not going to match. Think about continuity and yeah, all this
0: stuff. that's true. Yeah, I agree. See, I, I, and maybe it's because, uh, and my audience knows this. Like, I, am not a music guy. So, so like no. as a kid, I grew up with talk radio. I grew up with Howard Stern and and Oprah. Oh, Anthony. yes. So, so, and, and Howard Stern, I know is international. I, I I was about to start spouting off some names that you guys <laughs> have never heard of. <laughs>
2: well, Howard Stern, everybody knows Howard. Um, yeah, yes, everyone cool. knows Howard. With XM, yeah.
0: Yes, yes. I'm sure, like, he's, so you guys have, Sirius is up in Canada too, right? Yes, yes. There's always Sirius here. Yeah so so Howard I mean I'm sure and he was international before he was on satellite too. Yeah. Um but I mean so so for you guys in all of Canada you know when when I can say like one of my big influences is Howard Stern and I mean that doesn't really f- reflect the shows that I do now but um yeah, so so for music, like I've never, I have my taste in music. It kind of stuck in the '90s somewhere. Oh yeah, um, are the best times. I agree. I feel <laughs> like it's. I mean, I guess this is every person who, you know, I'm sure the people that love the music of the '70s say the music of the '90s was crap. But yeah, <laughs> for, for me, like the music today is, for the most part, crap. There's there's still some stuff that's good, but yeah, um, again, like it's not even about that. You know, it's I I say I'm a nineties music fan. I probably know one percent of the music from the nineties that everyone else that's a normal, you know, child of the nineties would know. Uh-huh. Because I just I kinda grew up like, well, I'm gonna listen to talk radio or I'm gonna listen or I'm gonna like watch movies instead of listening to music or, or watch T V instead of uh-huh. listening to music when I do homework. Uh-huh. So, um, that's why I think like the idea of a music video is is so haunting. Mm-hmm.
1: But it's not that hard. Like, it's really, um, if, like, you told me you did some skits and then it's not really that different. It's just you have to think in a different way. Mm-hmm. Like, the way the, our teacher taught us is just you have to just think about it in a creative way and pretty much ed, try to edit with the beat. And, and the rest is going to be okay.
2: And most of the time, uh, the artist already know what he wants. Like, he wants that, he want that. Like, I want the, uh, uh, like, sometimes they want the story. Or we suggest a story. And we tell, okay, it would match your your video if you add a story because the artist we had you want it want just a music video it said you know what with the story you have we could add with the music you have you could add a story to it make it mm-hmm. people follow the music better because the thing about videos if you keep showing the same thing over and over it gets boring like it gets mm-hmm. flat yeah, so yeah, you yeah. have to show something new every time so people get interested in the video the song can be good and the video is flat you wanted the video to boost the video not the Music not to make it look, the, get the other way around, so that's why we have to make the music as good as the song, or even better sometimes because yeah. sometimes the song is not as good, and the videos is the best part of the song. So,
0: well, and and that kind of speaks to me because I'm now I'm just kind of cracking up in the memories from the 90s, and yeah. um, I remember and no music videos really specifically, but. In the in the states, and specifically in in my area, in the Philly area, uh-huh. there was this channel called the the Box, uh-huh. and it was like an on demand pay per video service uh-huh. where you could call and say, "I want to watch." The Bon Jovi video, or I want to watch the, you know, uh, Spice Girls video, or whatever oh, yeah. video it was, uh-huh. you could call up and say I'm ordering video number ninety nine, uh-huh. uh, and they charge you like two bucks for it. It was like I guess a, it was YouTube of the of its time, YouTube in uh-huh. the '90s, except uh-huh. that you had to pay for it. Uh-huh. And me and my buddy would literally. Like f- spend our days off in the summer, like at least once a week, just <laughs> ordering videos all day long, and and for me, it definitely wasn't about the music; it was more about the video because mm-hmm. it is it is a little story. So that's yeah. it's I again, I think as a um coming from like a writing aspect, because yeah. I, I it's ca- something that I'm finally jumping back into after all these years. Is I'm working on a novel and I'm working on a on a screenplay screenplay, ironically a rock opera. Uh, a rock so, opera, yes, yeah. <laughs> that's nice. yes. Yeah. So, well, it's um. So so my production company. Uh, we we helped produce, uh, a, a, the original version of. Uh, I'm writing the sequel. Uh, we helped produce the this the original, which is a parody of. I don't know. I'm sure you guys get it because it's filmed up there in, in at least Vancouver, but it's it's a parody of uh, Once Upon a Time. Oh yes, uh, yes, okay. okay. Uh, and, and, and I mean, I say our, our, we helped produce it. We did literally, I don't know how we got a credit on it. Cause we, <laughs> we really didn't do anything except help them with their website, but we're, we're kind of tight with the, the team that created it and whatnot. And like, they just wrapped up their film tour and mm. I, I've been a fan. It started off as a web series and they made yeah. a rock opera, like an hour long movie out of it. And um, so yeah, I'm kind of busting out the chops for for writing uh, a screenplay again, and uh, it is going to be music based, which is such an uncomfortable zone. So I guess this is my uh, yeah. maybe after this I could tackle a music yeah. video. You
1: know, you'll you'll get used to it. Yeah. Like it's the, always the first I find is the hardest because mm-hmm. like the first one we did, of course you know did I do it properly? Did I, what happened with this? Did it follow the beat? Is there is there enough movement? But mm-hmm. that's how you learn in this industry also by doing. The yeah. more you do, the more you learn.
0: That that sounds like the um and I, the Kevin Smith uh mentality almost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do, are you guys uh Smith fans?
1: I do know Kevin Smith a little bit. I know I don't know too much uh, about him, but I respect his work and he's a pretty cool dude.
0: Yeah, he he um he kind of was has that mentality of you learn by doing and yeah. uh you know because he went to the Vancouver School of um film or whatever and uh he dropped out at, like halfway through the year just so he could go write his movie so he could do instead of, of learn yeah. um which isn't for everybody you know no. I think I think school is important especially in film for, for certain people uh, I happen to to be on the Kevin Smith side of things as if I I learn better by doing um and you know that's kind of like that's the journey that we're on now is is making bigger strides sounds like a similar thing that you guys, except you guys have already made bigger strides compared Exactly. To us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's influenced you as as kids and and how, are you guys children of the 90s are you are you like late 20s early 30s
2: uh, uh, well, I'm 24. Uh, and I'm 23. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we
0: got about a decade. I'm tw- I'm 32, so we got about a decade. <laughs> not that much. You're still young. Yeah, not so, that much. Yeah, no, no. Not, not in today's world. So, so you guys are like... <laughs> you guys are actually children of the 90s. I was yeah. like a teenager in the 90s. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, that's true. But for me, like, that's where I... All my influence comes from the 90s. Like, yeah. I was... I was born in 84, so yeah, yeah. I, I lived more of the 80s than I didn't, but you don't remember jack shit until you're <laughs> about seven years old. So. Yeah, exactly. So I consider myself a child of the 90s, but you guys are literally children of the 90s, so what are some of your influences that, that brought you into the like uh, the entertainment business?
2: Well, first of all, like when we went to school, we went to a film school. hmm so but, yeah, we started learning about different directors and whatnot that and what they did. We they really appreciate their work, such as I don't know if you know Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. Martin Scorsese, and we really liked that with their work and uh, foreign, foreign directors too from Japan like Akira uh, Kurosawa. Yeah. And what they did with their work, and we really and we wanted to do the same thing here, like we wanted to make our own videos, our own uh, movies, and we actually do a. We a movie. This December fifteenth
0: or first
2: movie. Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
0: yeah We're we'll doing Feature length, like hour and a half, two hour movie.
2: It, it's not a feature length, but oh, okay. it's a medium length movie. Yeah.
0: Oh, I, I, I mean that's. I think that's great. Like that's kind of my aim is. I would. Mm. I would call an hour long about a medium length movie. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's. I think that's perfect, especially for like a first film. Now, did mm-hmm. you guys? Just produce it or did you write it as and direct it as well?
2: I wrote it and... And I directed. Uh, directed. Perfect yeah. team.
1: Yeah. And so we worked with the team in Montreal and what we also we try to do is give back to them um, because what I find what's hard with this business is to start, I don't find there's enough opportunities for people like to start in, in this industry so it's asking for people for this much years of experience and this and that and people Mm -hmm. coming out of film school they can't find anything Mm -hmm. Mm it's also that's one of the reasons why we created this company also it's for really to like help people come on out of school to give them find them a good opportunity to work Mm -hmm. hone their skills and become somebody in the film industry you know Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, and that's a very, it sounds like a very Canadian thing to do. Uh, <laughs> yes, I think it is, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not something that I think, you know, I've ever really heard of, you know, people doing out this way. Now, I also live in, in Philly, which is not the heart of, of the entertainment business at yeah, all. Uh, yeah. we're close to, to like the East Coast of, of, of the, uh, heart, which is New York, but, yeah. um, and and philly's starting to get a little bigger uh, uh-huh. you know there's a push there's a push big push uh-huh. especially from indie actors who live on the east coast uh-huh. to, to kind of make philly bigger Smith um, and such yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and there used to be um and this is, I don't know how true this is, so this might be, but this is some like weird trivia that I someone told me. Okay. There, there used to be in Jersey, and I don't think it was called Hollywood, yeah. but in New Jersey, which is not far from me, yeah. it, there used to be Hollywood, basically. It was the Hollywood of East Coast, like w- before Hollywood was in, in California. Oh, yeah, for real? Uh, yeah, I, And I mean, I'm sure there's going to be you guys after the show and yeah. everyone listening to this can probably Google it and yeah, disprove that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just some random trivia that someone told me at some point, yeah. mm-hmm. which kind of makes sense because, you know, as far as America or United States is concerned, we started on the West co- or on the East Coast. So yeah. it, yeah, it makes sense that the entertainment industry started here. And that's why New York is so big and, uh, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, is, is Now, see, it's interesting. Montreal... It doesn't sound to me like a, like the big area to to do film. I, you know, I guess Vancouver kind of has that rep for Canada, correct? Yeah,
1: like right. I would say, Vancouver and Toronto has pretty okay. much of the rep.
2: But most okay. of but well, most of the there's a lot of making movies that are being filmed in, uh, in Montreal. Montreal. Yeah, yeah, a lot of now Montreal is in the rise. That is the, okay. before he wasn't. But, no like, story. a lot of movies, like, I don't know, X-Men. X-Men. There was also the Quantico series. Yeah, Quantico's film here, if you heard about this show.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, don't, I haven't watched it yet. but. It's pretty
2: uh, good, huh? And the, uh, Narco Season 3 is filming in Montreal okay. right now. So, I don't oh,
0: know. So, so, you guys are getting a lot more play than Philly. Uh, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's starting to happen around here. Exactly. Yeah, there's a couple of shows. I don't know about is doing a movie, too. He's producing a movie. I oh, know yeah, that. I heard about it, yeah. Yeah, he's, it's, 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 he's actually in Montreal right now being
0: filmed. So, yeah. Well, I would imagine that Montreal, <laughs> mm-hmm. especially for, like, an American movie, it has to be, like, a... a- Great place to film, especially if you're looking for like mm-hmm. that that. I, maybe I'm I'm talking way out of turn again. My ignorance on Canada, mm, okay. but it's it's got the the French feel to it. Right? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, it does. So so I mean that's got to be a, you know a nice option to to save on oh, money yes. instead of going to France. You can yeah. go right to Montreal.
2: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you would save a lot. Far because yeah, I think too like the the houses are like European houses if you go in it's mm-hmm. not the same look as in New York or Boston mm-hmm. or whatnot so exactly so can... if you want to look have the European feel, yeah they usually
0: come to Montreal. they come to
1: Montreal uh... they just go to the old port down uh, the old port near downtown Montreal you pretty much they look like a European country yeah
0: oh really so so yeah. is Montreal that much different than like Vancouver and and Toronto?
1: I would say there's a... There is, there, it is really different. And even the culture itself, because mm-hmm. in Montreal, there's a lot of French people. There's mm-hmm. all, and what's fun, funny with Montreal, my girlfriend always told me that it's like, Montreal's like it's separated because people in Montreal speak French, but they also speak English. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. People in the East, they all speak French, and people in the West, they all speak English. And, so, and, it's, and it's like there's a, a line separating everybody. Mm-hmm. Because people okay, in yeah. the East never go in the West, and people in the West never go in the East. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is
1: true. That <laughs> it's is it's true, like a yeah. foreign
2: country. It's like, I don't know
1: east people who is that yeah people live in east of montreal for real
2: (laughs) funny thing is you can go in the west and the person that lives in the west doesn't know a word in french yeah Mm -hmm. and then the east coast the completely opposite like they cannot speak one word in english one word in english it happens i've seen this yes it's a people people always say okay canada it's a bilingual country but Mm -hmm. Sometimes like you, you don't see that, like you don't see it. I but some people, it, yeah. like most, like I think about yeah. 20 percent of uh, Canadians speak both languages. Yeah. But for the most part, they only speak one or the other. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, and that's interesting because I, you know, talking about how I used to work up in Canada. Uh, yeah. My my boss actually did work up in uh, Montreal, and yeah. and he had. Um, local Montreal guys yeah. uh, uh-huh. working with him and they didn't speak it like of English he didn't speak it like a French yeah <laughs> and so he knew Spanish really well oh, and, he, okay. and I guess he was and, and you guys can tell me if this is true at all because <laughs> uh, I took five years of Spanish but I, I, I know three words <laughs> <laughs> but, but he was able to, to teach them certain Spanish words and like use Spanish as like a a, a as like a language barrier breaker and like kind of like like french slang i guess is what they they were using it as is is that a thing that that happens up there or is that just like a unique experience
2: i think i
1: think it's pretty much a unique experience (laughs) i I think i think he was lucky lucky, yeah (laughs) Yeah, i think he was really lucky he found some people that, that spoke a little bit of spanish maybe (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. It's um. See, that would be like that was when when I was told I was going to do work up there. That was my big fear because yeah. like, listen, guys, I took five years of Spanish and I don't understand it. I I took <laughs> I took three months of French in eighth grade. I, I I'm not going to understand it. Anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing
2: too, like Spanish is closer than, to French than English. Yeah. Like, people yeah. that speak French it will be. easy Easier to speak Spanish than uh, people that speak English. That's true. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's,
0: um, it's, it's, and again, it, I mean, it's definitely, we live in a world and we have lived in a world for, for years now where mm-hmm. even as an American, as an American, a United States guy mm-hmm. should definitely know more than just the United States American language, mm-hmm. English language. And yeah. I am 100% guilty of saying, well, Yeah, we'll figure it out later. (laughs) Yeah. It'll
1: come, it'll come.
0: It's, I mean, it's, it's, and it's, I, I like to think myself as an open liberal guy, but it's, it is my ignorance when it comes to that kind of stuff. It's like, we were, I was down in Florida, um, for a vacation when I was a teenager. Like I was maybe 19 years old Mm -hmm. and, um, we were at uh, Universal Studios mm-hmm. and a bunch, of, you know, down there you get a mix of, of every culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also a lot of Spanish people peeking down there because oh, of, man, you know, just yes. how close they are to Cuba and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone asked me, was trying to ask me how to open one of the locker systems and, and it was like a fingerprint read. And they were asking me in Spanish, and I was, and they were pointing to it. and I was like, "Oh, I got this! I took five years of Spanish. I got this!" <laughs> and like, I knew I know mano was hand, so I was like, "Manito," and then I was, and then I just pointed at the machine, and and manito is not finger. You no. Know, huh?
1: <laughs> what is manito? Is it is it even a word?
0: I don't think it is. No. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but. But mm-hmm. if if you don't know Spanish, like, yeah. clearly I don't. I think that's a logical step to take. Yeah, <laughs>
1: nah.
2: I guess. I would
1: say it also, huh? <laughs> Why not menito? <laughs> <laughs>
2: you
1: know? it, it is. Menito fingers. It's the same thing, no?
2: Pretty yeah. Yeah, close.
0: It's, yeah, it, yeah it, it was um yeah it, it, it it's just I, I like to tell stories that make me look like a fool and yeah. Yeah. It. it's okay <laughs> it, 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 it's what drives the the creative force of is course. all of those past experiences mm-hmm. of course. um so so d- as kids like kid kids growing up in the in the 90s yeah. legitimately um what it, what actually influence like what um you know, you said you, you some things that influenced you in film school, but before that, like, what made you want to go to film school?
1: Like, seriously, I always loved films, like, since I was a kid, but, you know, like, um my parents are, like, the typical immigrant parents. So, like, from a young age, you have to be a doctor, you have to be this, you have to be a lawyer, and blah, blah, blah. So, I kind of... I'm kind of guilty about it, so I try to follow that path, you know, try to go into more like a lower law school and some stuff like that, and I Mm -hmm. really didn't enjoy that at all, at all. Mm -hmm. And I was always like a movie passion. I was used to watch films early at night. I used to sometimes sleep at 3 o'clock in the morning, then wake up at 6 just to watch movies and TV shows and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can memorize, I used to be able to memorize the lines of every movie. I was a crazy Mm -hmm. movie fanatic. So then after that, at some point, you know, I tried, I worked in in a little office job and I was... Like, I wasn't comfortable, I didn't like it. You know, it's like I was like, This is not the life I wanted, I want it's boring, it's not for me. I'm like, I'm an out out there guy, I want to have fun and stuff. So, so then I decided to go to film school, and uh, I think for me, it's the best decision I ever had. So, I will never go back and change nothing about it. Maybe the only thing I would change, maybe go to film school earlier, Mm yeah.
2: Um, but for me, like, I started doing short movies, and they were not. They weren't the best ones, right? So I wanted to know how to do it professionally and how to write better Mm -hmm. and some techniques uh, I could use for my, for my moves and stuff. So that's why I wanted, I chose to go to film school. I actually chose to go to film school while I'm studying civil engineering. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, so I kind of was studying civil engineering. Well, it was at the end of my bachelor, so uh, while going to film school, so I was going back and forth with the university and the school. So that was yeah. that's how dedicated I want to be. Busy, to- busy. Yeah. <laughs> <that's it. laughs> if you want us, if you want something, might, like the same thing. Like my parents really wanted me to be a civil engineer because my dad's a uh, uh, an accountant and a lawyer, so they want that
0: mm-hmm.
2: that prestige name on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so I gave them the bachelor oh thank god so they so they let me So I, t- I told them let i got i'm gonna go back to civil engineering if you do if my career and film doesn't work but so far it's going pretty well so they're supporting me with the stuff I'm doing so
0: oh that's very cool that's yeah. very cool that's that's always nice and and I, and and I guess it's so are your parents originally from France or
2: no my parents are from haiti
0: Oh, okay. Yeah,
2: okay. my parents are Haitian, and for is is Haitian and Congolese.
1: Exactly. Yeah. My dad is from Congo. My mom's from Haiti. Yeah. Okay,
2: it.
0: and and so so you guys are were you, now were you guys born in Canada or were yes. you born? Okay, so so you guys are first generation Canadians no, actually from your
2: family. Me, I was actually born in New York. I was born yeah, in Brooklyn. Yeah, exactly an American. Yeah. Oh, so you're an American, <laughs> baking the, the Canadian <laughs> way. Okay. <laughs> But i've been living in canada for seven years and the thing is like i live in haiti for okay. a bit i was born in a, I was born in a, in new york yeah mm-hmm. and after, at, at the age of three i moved back to haiti Okay. and at, at the age of 14 13 14 i moved back to to, to the states and at mm-hmm. 18 i left to, for canada so basically yes i'm american but the culture i don't know like it's it's kind of mix it's kind of mixed like yeah. I'm'm I'm, I'm everywhere I've been in Haiti the states mm-hmm. now Canada I live in Canada more than the states I okay. understand uh-huh. I live in Canada uh-huh. like I spent four years in the states like not the first not counting the first three years I was a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a toddler right yeah, so okay. I li- yeah that, yeah at least four years in in the states like literally. and I uh, I'm already been in Canada for seven years so basically like, yes, I'm making but at the same time, I'm not American. you like a hybrid. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, and you know what? I, if, and I As the Philly guy, I'd say if my choice is New York or Canada, i definitely take Canada. <laughs> I mean, hell, if my choice is Philly or Canada, I'm going to take Canada. Yeah. I, I, can make the choice. Um, I, I would just have to imagine that the anywhere in Canada has to be more beautiful than, than at least New York City. Like New York City's great, but yeah. you know, it's, it's not to me, you know, it's not a beautiful city. It's uh, not a city that like I can stare at and say, wow, yeah. that's beauty. Like it's, it's just a, it's a, it's a fascinating city. It's a great city. It's a yes. lively city. I enjoy going there when I go there, but mm. it's um, when I go to Canada and I look at like the skylines there, it's another, yeah. it's, I, I feel something else, something different. Okay.
1: Because, well, yeah, I understand what you mean a little bit, because like New York, what I find New York is like, it's a really busy city. Everybody's like in their box. Nobody says hello to nobody. Yeah. Yeah. Are, I, like, I feel like it's a, like a corporate country. It's like the whole city is corporate. Everybody's mm-hmm. corporate. Mm-hmm. When I like what I like with um, where we live in Montreal, people are like, even here, there's you have that also, like if you go downtown. But when you go a little bit out, people are like more welcoming, there's yeah. more warmth. Yeah. You can feel the love.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's funny. I'll give you the third option. If you come to Philly, uh, yes. we are just complete a holes. <laughs> 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 uh You know what? I, I say it, I say that as a joke a lot yeah. um, because it is what we're known for. Philadelphia is really known as the like the rough and tough city of the uh-huh. of the East Coast. Okay. Um, but to to give a story that that lives up to that stereotype, uh-huh. uh, it, it, myself is that um, you know, I'm from Philly. I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, we we are diehard. We don't like our you know the NFC East, especially uh-huh. the Cowboys and stuff. Okay. Yeah. So when, when I was working the gig that took me to Canada, it also took me to Dallas a few times. Uh-huh. Nice. So the first time I went to Dallas, I said, you know what, I'm doing it. <laughs> Through my travel gear was where my Eagles. Jersey my Eagles hat and I landed in Dallas and I'm just I'm like I got a big smirk on my face I'm like I'm gonna go get a coffee and start some shit (laughs) (laughs) and Oh, my God. The people of Dallas are so incredibly nice. Oh, yeah? Like, yeah. yeah like, they were like, oh, yeah, your birds are doing real well, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. like, yeah, they are doing well. But Dallas sucks. Like, yeah, we are kind of stuck in the, yeah, right this year. I'm like, okay, this is not going the way I wanted it to. No. Like, uh, like it, it really painted a reflection of what, what <laughs> Philadelphia fans are like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, like at me as a person walking around Philly, uh, you know, it's, it's probably more or less the same as New York. That might even be more of a United States thing is, mm, is yes. like – Um, in big city life, at least it's, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's corporate almost. Mm -hmm. Um, I live in the burbs. I live in the suburbs of Philly. So Mm -hmm. it's a lot more friendly. I walk around my neighborhood with the kids and whatnot, and we're all real friendly with one another. And, you know, I, I don't know anyone really in my neighborhood except for my next door neighbor. So Uh Um, I'd say that my, maybe it's not even a, a States or America thing. It, it might be just kind of a big city thing no matter where you go. I think so. Yeah, I, I think
1: it is, you know, especially, like, if you go downtown. And pretty much it's pretty much the same thing, I would say, like, in North America. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, me too, I'm a suburbs guy. Like, the city, I can't stand living in the city.
0: Nah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I um, – I uh, – I wanted to live in the city for for a long time. I uh, it, there was a, a brief period of time where I would go down there every weekend. I really enjoyed it, and then uh, and I, I would say if I didn't have kids, it would definitely be like my goal to move down into the city uh, yeah. for yeah. whatever reason. I don't know why. Uh, there, I guess you can walk everywhere. I don't know. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but yeah, as, as, as an as a, an adult to do the adult thing, I gotta it's it's live in the suburbs.
2: Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
0: Plus, it is a lot nicer. You don't have to deal with, you know, when I want to drive somewhere, it's easy to drive somewhere. Yeah,
2: at least yeah. you can
1: you can also park your car. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: nah, exactly. That's the problem in Montreal, man. You Yo, can park when lower downtown, downtown. There's no parking. Oh, my God.
0: Um. So, as going back to um, talking about uh, your parents and they, that you know, they pushed you to to do uh, you know, to be lawyers and and whatnot. That the, the yes. immigrant parent, if you will, uh-huh. yeah. it's fascinating because I, I feel like you guys kind of border on that generation, uh-huh. and 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 I think if if. If you weren't immigrant, or if your parents weren't immigrant parents or whatever, yeah. maybe it would be this way. But I feel like that that your age borders on the parents that were of that generation to say, uh-huh. yes. "Do what makes you happy, not not that." Like I kind of border that. Like my parents pushed me into teaching, which yeah. I don't do at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I tried, I tried it going to school for for a little bit, and I and I opted to get out of it. And mm. um, but I, I'd say me and 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 you guys, you know, you're definitely millennial i'm i'm on that border of gen x and millennial but i think yeah. the millennial generation as they become parents they are i feel 100 percent the generation that says do what you love yes yeah. that's yeah. for All sure
1: right. i'll push that to once i have kids i don't have kids yet i'm not a <laughs> father yet i wish one day but i'm gonna push it to my kids that's for sure
0: yes yeah,
1: in life you yeah. gotta do what you, what makes you passionate what makes you like want to wake up in the morning not yeah exactly
2: before it's too late
0: yeah, exactly. Like, for, so for me, for instance, like I, I found out uh, at twenty, probably seven or twenty-eight, yeah. was like, I said, like, you know what? I think I want to do something in movies. I think I want to do something in the entertainment business, and that's certainly not too late or anything. No. Um, but you know, I, I my my son was either in womb or just out, you know, just born. So yes. it definitely certainly makes it harder to do of that course. kind of stuff. Um, hence the reason five years later, I'm finally kind of getting to it. Uh, but it's, it's certainly, I wish something that was pressed upon me as a teenager, you know, to, yeah. to do what you love, fi- you know, find out whatever you love and find a way to, to make money off of it because that's how you'll truly be happy. Of course. Um, you know, instead of the mentality of, well, take the safe bet, you know, make yeah. sure you get a de- the degree and make sure you get the job with the, the 401k and stuff like that um it's it's just kind of it's it's nice seeing how i guess you know we're progressing as a society as a whole
1: yeah but that's why like we are we have to fight for that that's why we really have to um have to push that into mentality to people not even just the kids even um, people that are a little bit older like let's say um you have um people that are 40 years old They want to change because it's never too late to do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. There's always a time when you can just go and wake up one morning. I'm like, seriously, I'm not happy. And try to transition and do whatever you want. Because even at 40 or 50, you're still young. There's still time.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, look at um, Tim Miller, the dude that directed uh, Deadpool. Oh uh, yes, he he was I think I think he's fifty two ish. Yeah. So so he's a perfect example of someone who really wanted to direct a movie, and this was kind of like releasing leaking that Deadpool footage oh so many years ago was like his hail mary to direct a film, a feature um, film. Uh-huh uh so yeah i mean it is never too late it's it's definitely you know i'm 32 i'm still young uh, you know yeah, even if course. i was 42 you know you can still it's never too late until you're literally at death's door yes that's <laughs> yeah, <that's>,
1: i agree <laughs> completely
2: agree uh
0: so besides your feature uh let's talk about your feature again so i think for, i feel like we glossed over that what, what's yeah. the name of your feature
2: it's called
1: uh, MBM. Um, so basically, it's like an acronym. Uh, the name. So the real name will be like Montreal Black Mafia. Okay. Yes. And pretty much is. It's like a little bit like a the typical like a, not gonna say typical. Like we try to do it a little bit different. But it's um, um how can I say um the Montreal film happening in Montreal because we want to put like I said we want to put like Montreal on the map have Montreal more um, more views more content in, in the entertainment world to put it like on the map. So people can know, yes, stuff are happening in Montreal. So that's pretty much a, it's a little movie. What's happening is it's like um, it's like they say this guy we call him Jim Cell or the um, the main the main actor, and what happening is that Jim Cell his wife got killed and he has to find like who killed his wife and there's a there's a lot of stuff happening. I don't want to spoil that punch, so mm-hmm. so you'll see. <laughs>
0: yeah, cool. And that's coming out December fifteenth. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and how is it how is it being released?
2: It's first we're gonna release it. Uh, we're gonna do a viewing. A premiere viewing on mm. uh, a on a theater nearby. So we're gonna have two viewings. Then we got guests coming, and after we're gonna do a tour with the uh, festival with the uh, the movie. Yeah. To show like the uh, bit like uh, producers. Cause the thing is, it's a small budget movie. It wasn't yeah. really done with the. I feel like we, if we had more like money, we would have done it a bit longer. And we did not pay the actors. The actors did it with goodwill because we yes. didn't have the the money to pay them. But they they did it. It's f- indie. Yeah, exactly. it's indie. So they really understand. We gave them like we promoted them. We did the uh, trailers, like posters, all that. And now we're gonna show the movie to actual uh, some sponsors so they sponsor the movie and we can make a future if we make uh, MBM two. He'll be... We'll, they will actually get paid. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Even maybe
1: even do a remake and make it, like, a longer... Uh, have more time to ha- add more depth to the film. Yeah. At the same time, so we have, like, a IMDb page. So if you want to look yeah. it up, you just write MBM on IMDb, you're going to
2: find it.
0: Yeah. Very cool. Yes. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have anything else uh, that we should be looking out for in the near future?
2: Uh, we're working, like, on another movie that we I wrote. Uh, so we gonna probably release it at the end of 2017 okay. this one we we're hoping it to be funded exactly. and exactly. longer so it is between march and april we're gonna film it and by i don't know next december october we'll be releasing the movie called run so movie the one it will be a suspense our movie okay so that cool. this one is an action thriller so this basically yeah it's a gangster movie like it was mm. more it was more powerful like you killed my wife I'm a, I'm a i'm a sick who did it and get my revenge that's basically what and the story this one's more of like a of a woman's movie like it's a, a powerful woman that okay. that uh, learns how to defend himself yeah. herself when in danger yeah
0: very cool yes what do you guys think of um being indie uh of like the crowdsourcing movement uh, i feel like that's kind of part of your generation as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What, what, what are your thoughts on like indiegogo and kickstarter and stuff like that
2: like a lot of people want to do movies. like uh, some like uh, it's not easy to make movies but mm-hmm. if you have the talent and the willing even without money, you can make a great movie. Like yeah. me, like we've seen the footage. Even we did not do the movie. I don't know if you, if you go, if you type M B M the trailer. Everybody, wow! How much money did you spend to make this movie? No, we know who said like we spent all the money on our pocket. We did not spend a single. Like we're not, we're not funded. Like it's all money that did that. We yeah. bought the equipment, everything. Really? So basically, yeah. our goal for this movie. If you uh, like how directors always say, like producers, if mm. you can make something out of nothing, imagine yeah. what you can do with actually actual money. So that's yeah. the goal for this movie. That's yeah. why we mm. wanna do a run in the theater. We actually pay the room, like you are gonna invite people. It's it's free. Like people that we that wants to come, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. completely free. And if, you, if the thing is like we're asking for donation, like if you have money, you wanna donate, because so, 'cause we're doing movies. Uh, to to the company but yeah uh, like there's gonna be sponsors if they like it that's what we're hoping for if they yeah, like exactly. it they will fund our company and sponsor us for future because, movies because yeah. i find with
1: indie movies you can also like if you also create your fan base and some stuff like mm-hmm. if you're um, like my i saw a lot of guys um some youtube guys that started a bit with doing youtube videos and got money from kickstarter and Indiegogo, like you like you were saying i find this uh, in these day and age it's pretty I wouldn't say it's easy. It's not still not easy to get some funding, but it's not as hard as it was before, and even in terms of equipment. Like, they say DSLR equipment is getting affordable and getting better quality and some stuff like that. So yep. so I find, like, I wouldn't say indie movie got easier, but it's more, like, accessible. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah
0: yeah i definitely said it's it's interesting because um being a kevin smith fan uh you know he used to go out there and say you want to tell a story you hate my movies or whatever go make your own movie and and the part that he didn't tell you is how much it costs to make a movie but it's a definitely we live in that age now where i mean you can make a movie on your phone like it's it's not unheard of to 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 whip out your your iphone 7 or whatever and and just get the you know the proper adapters to to do to, to film a film. I forget what the film was that was a Sundance but there was a Sundance film uh, I think in 2016 January 2016 maybe it was January 2015 that mm-hmm. was filmed purely on the iPhone, we'll say 6 at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and that's insane. Like it's insane how accessible uh filmmaking is today um especially like if you're going to kind of concentrate mm-hmm. uh to start out like in the new media world with mm-hmm. youtube and stuff like there's no reason that mm-hmm. you know that you can't just use your phone you don't oh, need you kind of fancy equipment you don't need a a, a fancy dsl mm. or whatever i don't mm. i'm talking on my ass now because yeah. i use <laughs> i use i use that we use the phones to record everything so welcome <laughs> <But, laughs>
2: Yeah, if, if that's what you have, that's what you have to use. Like yeah. uh, um, like I always say, like the thing is you can have a million dollar camera and the thing you, you film, it's not nice. Like you have, we've seen you movies that don't like. It. like, it's like that's yeah. a shady movie and anyway. they cost like 50, 30 million dollars to do. And there's some movies I've seen myself personally that cost like maybe $50,000 or maybe less. That were like, wow, they were, This is a great. so. It's all about the technique. Film making is not about having money; it's about talent, and how you use the camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always about how you how, how your crew works together. How creative it is. How prepared it is. If they make it, if you take it seriously. Yeah. Yeah, as long you take it seriously, you know what you're doing. It, it, no matter the budget is, it's, it's gonna be
0: a success. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I think I was gonna say, offer some advice to young mm-hmm. filmmakers out there. But I think that's it. I think that's like a perfect yeah. way to to phrase it. Is is you know just be if you know learn your talent, learn mm-hmm. your field, be become that talented guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah, that's that's perfect words. Mm-hmm. All right, let's um let's throw some uh, social media plugs and and whatever else you want to plug out there uh, before we let you guys go.
1: Okay, so I would say like us, everything is really Gebo Media, so it's really Ge. Um, yeah. double media. So. so we
2: have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, whatever you you want. Like even Snapchat, like what we're doing when we're filming. Like so people get the whole experience uh, of the uh, film and the what scenes. we're doing. So we invite people to be on set with us uh, with mm-hmm. Snapchat. And so we release the videos we do, like we promote people on, on Instagram like if you don't if we did a video for like a commercial or something or not what we're gonna we we'll release it and promote it all our media platforms helping them get the the advertisement they need. Exactly. So and we help ourselves too of course so so yeah, yeah so it's
0: like you That's- said that's the millennials in you you, you just oh, talked course. about snapchat and yeah. i'm I cowered. I cowered like a little that's no. when i become a gen xer i'm like oh god it's new i don't like it You don't know how to
1: use it. it's pretty easy you yeah, should no. get into it
0: it's you know what it's i tried it once yes like when it first was released and i was like i don't get it i don't understand it like i <laughs> it, like that's where you can tell that i'm i'm old <laughs> at 32. Like, it's it's nothing like i just kind of embraced within the last like year and a half i've really embraced twitter like twitter i love twitter Uh and um and instagram i'm starting to embrace uh uh, because it's it's just it's not like i just take a picture and post it Uh snapchat i still not i have no idea what i'm doing uh and don't know why it is truly the the first thing that I've come across where I've become an old man that said it scares me. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's basically it's what much you're different. doing right now.
1: Yeah, so. it's different because it's really like it's, it's like a 10 second video or photo yeah. of what you're doing pretty much right now. So it's like a story, like that's what they call it, the story, because it's like the story of your day. Mm-hmm. And so okay. you're in your car doing a little Snapchat on set, a little Snapchat, and people then, they click on your video and they see what you did the whole day. It's pretty cool and it stays just for uh, 24 hours so people can save it on their phone.
2: If, and... if you really want to see who uses Snapchat really well? I think he. What's his name? DJ Khaled. DJ oh Khaled. My <laughs> God. This guy literally tells you it's everything he does in the Snapchat. If he yes. goes in Snapchat, you will. You know have to watch that one. Where is DJ Khaled? Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, I'll, well, maybe maybe I'll dip my toe- maybe in 2017 <laughs> yeah. I'll dip my toes into Snapchat. New year's re- resolution,
1: it. huh? <laughs> yeah. We'll
0: see if I take that leap. Oh, oh of course. God, uh, Paul Anderson. Thank you for doing the show guys of course
1: thanks it's you thank you for having us
0: yes uh, it's and been a we will um, we will post all your links in our show notes so people can easily find you guys okay uh, good luck at your premiere I'm excited for you guys I love mm. when people get to premiere their their, their indie movement mm. uh, or movies rather and uh, I love that you're touring it that's like a fascinating like very indie thing to do yes. yeah uh, so, so if-
2: if you follow us on like uh, uh, pages, uh, just send us an email or whatever. Okay, that's me, and we'll it will probably when the movie is like on in the internet, we'll send you a link so yeah. you can watch it
0: too. So, of course. Oh, very cool! Uh, very okay. cool. Yes, that's exciting. Uh, uh, again, congratulations, guys! Really Thank excited you. for your premiere, Thank and it uh, sounds like you're doing some uh, very great work over there at General yes. Media. Uh, and you are, guys. You guys are putting Montreal on the map there. Of course. Mm-hmm thank you you for having us been a pleasure of course for everything is awesome i'm your host kev and you can find this show right here on awesomepodcast.com take care we've been awesome